When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live from Las Vegas. You heard the big voice, man. Want to thank Low T Center very, very much for helping us get out here and do the things. You got me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, Mike Bassick, and back in the studio, keeping track of all of my wrestling needs, it is Alec Medford. Gentlemen. We're here. I'm tired already. What? Yeah, what? Yeah, we you just woke up started. too early. You're sending an, text messages at 520. <laughs> I woke up an hour and a half too early this morning. Uh, I don't know why. I set my alarm for 5 a.m. because I was like, I'm going to get up. I'm going to stretch because my back's been messing yeah. with me. So I'm like, I need to stretch and do all my stuff. And I'll be ready by 545 for pickup at the limo. By the way, we do have an awesome limo service. And that Whoa. is really, really. Bankruptcy my ass. Really you know cool. what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and so, like, that's. The office. <laughs> so that was, a, that was a fun that was a fun thing, uh, waking up too early, being down there at 545 and being like, where is everybody? But the fun part there was seeing all the people who were working their way back to their rooms from a long night of losing yeah. lots of money or maybe winning lots of money. They were just tired from it. So I, I'm exhausted right now, <laughs> but it's okay because Vegas. I've done that before in Vegas. So when I was pitching for the Oklahoma City uh, Red Thunder. Hawks at the time, oh. the Rangers organization, we came here to Vegas, I believe, to play the 51s is their name. I don't. It's probably not that anymore. Uh, I had a bad outing, and so I stayed up till 6 a.m. just to make sure my night went even worse as I was really mad at myself for my outing that now I knew I wasn't going to the major leagues for at least two more weeks until I could kind of improve on that. Then I lost $700 playing blackjack. Oh, no. Then I went back to my room at 6 a.m. And then what? Fell asleep, woke up at 1 p.m., went back to the park, did my work. All right, that feels like a pretty complete recap of that story. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I need the I, carry on. The point is, Kevin, tomorrow I have to be or I get to be on with Sean and RJ and Bobby early in the morning. So I got to be over here. I don't know how I'm going to get over walk. here. Walk. Just walk <laughs> over. I'm just going to walk over Start here. Start your walk at 2 a.m. Yeah, yeah, and be over here to be on their show. So two mornings in a row I will be up earlier than expected. But here we go, man. I'm excited about this. Okay, this good. Awesome. Be excited. Now, one of the things that I was interested in is, you know. Hold ob- on. Yeah. I'm sorry, Kevin. Oh, we no. have to address something before. Are you two going to get along? After, We've gotten along we since we got here. Yesterday, you two snapped. Well, hold on, you snapped him. Yes. And Mike thought it was hilarious and that he was going to bug you on the airplane. 
And people are already asking, uh, have you forgiven Mike? I tried to sit with yeah, Kevin, but Kevin refused Kevin my said, offer. get out of my face and threw a water bottle at you. <laughs> no, and I he was didn't like, throw, wow. Not that far. <laughs> That's why I put on my glasses. Okay, but everything's... I don't I'm not going to punch anybody, probably. Parent trap, y'all, right? Like, everything's good, right? Well, I mean, you didn't have to work hard to parent trap us. We have to do a show <laughs> together. No, we're fine. I Corey knows, fine. Corey knows the <laughs> drill. Every now and again... I do not release my anger properly, and it just builds and builds and builds, and uh-huh. then I just needs to I need to lash out, yeah. and then I need to take a walk, and then I'm okay. When huh? we got on the tram from mm-hmm. where we landed <laughs> to where we needed to get an Uber, yes, you said you were going to f and hit somebody <laughs> if somebody looked at you. That was Corey's fault. I was wondering why you were that mad then. Because that was Corey's fault. Because we're hustling to get on the tram, and there's no more room. And Corey decided, I'm not going to step to the side so you can step into the tram. Okay. (laughs) He's like, I'm just going to stand there. The lady on the other side, she's going to just stand here. And that's why I was like, oh, excuse me. (laughs) She's kind of pushed my way in. In public. Yeah. I was still mad. She did look like she wanted me to step closer to her. But I was like, "Mm -mm, I don't want to start Vegas off that way. You know, I didn't want to start it that way. But everything, I think, for everybody out there that heard it yesterday, And for everybody that didn't hear it, you can go back and listen to it, I'm sure, at some point at the end of the week. Oh, um, no. I wish I, I didn't think make people fine. so mad. I think everything's I fine. <laughs> I make people mad. Okay. All right. Yeah. Kevin, did you want to talk about a sports topic now? Oh, uh, yeah. Or, <laughs> or a Vegas topic? <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's talk about a sports topic. Proud of, hey, I want to let you guys know I'm proud of y'all. We're, We're working good. that out. We're good to go. Y'all are good. We You're did good. it like men. We didn't talk about it at all. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about no, it. No, we don't want to. Okay. I'll eat dinner together. It's fine. Players and coaches, so you just go across the board, all the personnel involved. Who do you think has the most at stake in this year's Super Bowl? I think it's Brock Purdy. Okay. Because if Brock Purdy wins this Super Bowl, and I'm not saying on his own, if San Francisco wins, you would expect that he would have a solid game. I don't need 300 yards and three touchdowns. I'm not saying that he has to put up the great stats. If he does this, he's San Francisco's guy. Yeah. I'm not saying he gets an off-season contract. Heck, it's not even time for him to do that. It's only his second year in the NFL. He has to play another year, I believe, I yes. think, until he's eligible for the major extension contract. But I think if he wins this Super Bowl, Shanahan, Lynch, the people running San Francisco go, this is our guy. And so for him, I think it sets him up. For a six-year deal around fifty-five to sixty million a year, and so to me, that's a lot at stake. If he doesn't have a good game and he loses, I do think San Francisco is a great organization, and they'll look at Brock Purdy and go, "We like him, but do we want to pay him the top five percent in the market that's of quarterbacks?" That's the correct answer. Uh, that is. I mean, hell, just look at their recent past, or you can take a pivot over to what the Rams did. Jimmy Garoppolo and Jared Goff. Those are quarterbacks that got to the Super Bowl, and you're like, eh, we could probably do better. So I do think you're onto something in terms of him also keeping his starting job. I have two, two, Kevin, because you know how I am. I can't just choose one. Uh, But I feel like the two might, you might have one under this uh, umbrella as well. I think Shanahan needs it because. He's that guy that can get you so close, but he had the collapse in Atlanta. And I know a lot of people are like, that's Dan Quinn. He was the offensive coordinator that made some plays, and you're like, what happened there? Uh, they've had, they have an absolutely stacked team that nobody would suggest building a team the way that they have built it. Like, the way that they've done it, everybody's like, oh, wow. But it is a lot of, a lot of different avenues to build what they have. They have star players. 
everything's there. He's the one that's the son of Mike Shanahan. Uh, he's brought along that offense the way that he has. He's a, the boy genius that's uh, that's rolling out all that his coaching tree now is probably just as, as big as any other coaches in the, in the NFL right now. He has a huge coaching tree with all these other McVay and all that too. So he's got a lot of that, but on the line is you haven't won the Super Bowl yet, and you've always had the most talented roster. Maybe not the most talented quarterback, but the most talented roster. Why can't you get that out of it? And San Francisco fans, I think, are at a point where they're just like, it's time. It's time or we're going to lose a window at some point. But with the Brock Purdy thing, maybe they, that window's open a little longer for him. I think Shanahan is definitely in my top three. I actually had – this is kind of a question – all running backs. He's my number two. Via Christian McCaffrey. Because I know it's focused on Christian McCaffrey, but don't you think the rest of the running back market is taking a look? Because people would always say, yeah, but how much did their running back make? Like, you can't find teams that consistent that win the Super Bowl that have high-paid running backs. And you could point at this and say, San Francisco made a decision. They said, we're giving up the assets, we're giving up the money, we're getting Christian McCaffrey, and that's worked pretty damn well. And if they win... I know he's a special kind right. of running back, but would that help some running backs set precedent in the future to change up their market? I don't, I don't know if it will change a lot of owners and GMs' minds uh, because they're they're funneling so much money to the quarterback now, and they they don't want to have to like spread that money out. They also believe, just like Mike does, that the quarterback is the most important part of the football team because of how much he has the ball in his hands, because he's the one that helps score. And because Mahomes does it the way that the clip that he does, I don't think it's going to change anything. But for his own personal legacy, I think Christian McCaffrey has a lot that he needs too because he's been one of the most talented dudes. Injury's always been a problem that's plagued him. But now here he is with an opportunity to win a Super Bowl to add to the legacy that's further down the road. Like his regular season numbers are insane. But does he have any of that playoff success, that Super Bowl success that says, hey, uh, he's also a legitimate c- uh, contender for the Hall of Fame. I'm trying to think about this. Obviously, Tua had a really good running system for a lot of the year with that two-man kind of uh, back system. Obviously, A-Chan got hurt for him uh, during part of it. A guy like Saquon Barkley, I can put him in the talent of Christian McCaffrey. He hasn't had the success because he just hasn't been nearly healthy uh, as much as I know Christian McCaffrey had injury issues in Carolina, but at least he put up major years before the injuries right. started happening. Is So if you're another organization, San Francisco wins this Super Bowl 31 to 24, and McCaffrey's the MVP of the Super Bowl. Okay, that could happen. Yeah. But what team then goes, let's go trade for Saquon Barkley or let's pay him if he's an unrestricted free agent? I just. I struggle in my head to think of the team that looks at a, a free agent running back with a lot of talent and say, hey, because Christian McCaffrey won the Super Bowl MVP, I'm going to now redo the structure of my team and take away money from, I don't know, a, a wide receiver, a, a linebacker. I don't know where you have to take that money from to go, all right, we now know there is a path where a Christian McCaffrey or a Saquon Barkley can be the leader of our offense. The the other thing about Christian McCaffrey and the rest of the market is he's not the rest of the market. Yeah, I you know, agree. like uh, when it comes, maybe Barkley's kind of in that category where he can do everything. He's a he's a receiver, he's a, a running back, but he's also as physical, can run over you and outrun you. Like he is a unique beast to the running back market. So I think that's a, another thing where GMs and owners are sitting there having the conversation with these agents, and they're like. 
hey, we don't believe that you are this guy, and you're going to have to figure some ways out to prove that you are. All right. Now, we've talked about a lot of people, and I think these are all viable answers, but whether it's Shanahan, Purdy, McCaffrey, it's, it's to prove kind of a smaller point. I know McCaffrey might be a bigger point, but this might sound ridiculous and too simple, but if we're talking about who has the most on the line, Is it absurd for me to be, it's Patrick Mahomes, because you can't squander these opportunities if your goal is goat or bust. Like, I know he's a Hall of Famer and he'll be fine. I hear you, yes and no. Could he be LeBron James? So, LeBron is in the conversation with Michael Jordan, and he won, did he lose five? I think six. Six NBA finals? I believe so. So, maybe. And so I look at it and go, to your point, that's probably why he'll never have the majority uh, vote when you talk about Michael Jordan and LeBron, at least for people that are of our age that saw both of them play. Because like, we didn't see Wilt Chamberlain play right. or Bill Russell play, and that's totally it feels like a totally different sport back then. So to your point, yes, if he wants to try to get to the Tom Brady status, but could he still, if he loses this Super Bowl – makes it back to four more Super Bowls and goes two and two in those Super Bowls, would we look at him and go, look, we're not going to put him ahead of Brady because Brady has seven and went to ten and he didn't go to ten and he didn't win seven. So, But to your point, if he wants to become the greatest quarterback of all time where there's not really questions, then yes, probably he needs to get to ten Super Bowls and win seven of them. Do you think that drives him? A million percent. That's too many. A hundred percent. No, that's Kevin said there's no more than hundred percent last week. I think that he's smart enough not to look at this is one of possibly ten. I think he's concentrating on the moment. That's Mm -hmm. what makes him so great. But I do think when you watch interviews of the greatest of all time, they do have these things in their head where you're like, wow, they're really thinking about this, and they're so far away. Like, I felt like Emmett by 1993 or 94 was looking at Walter Payton. Yeah. Like, and you're like. You're so far away from Walter Payton. You are a decade away from possibly breaking this record. But his brain had already gone to, I can do this. I need a bigger goal than just being one of the best running backs right now. I want to, if I'm going to set records, I got to start thinking about how am I going to do this for the next 10 years. So I do think Mahomes is in the moment, but also has a brain of, I don't want to get bored with this. So I have to set my standards a lot higher than other people. I think that's interesting because he just seems so happy-go-lucky. But I know when he gets on the field, like com- competition changes. His brain, you watch the quarterback series, he just changes when he gets on the field. He just seems so casual about a lot of things. It, it, he, in my mind, it just seems like a dude that's just really super talented uh, but uh, you're, you make a really good point. He he dreams bigger than than and, most most players. And I think Kevin, you, you know, talking about Tom Brady or whoever, he's changed his game already. He he's he's smart enough to know what his team is and isn't. Yeah. And he he's playing the quarterback position in a way. I'm not saying better, but in a way smarter because he knows he doesn't have the weapons. He knows what this team needs to do to win. And so the other day, I know the other day, but wasn't that he took a sack he intentionally took a sack because yeah. he goes throwing the ball away so i can have a shorter third down is stupid taking a sack yeah. gives another 40 seconds off the clock here and most guys can't think like that in the moment in the moment and i i, I want to go back is i don't think 
Like, I think you could make a viable argument that Patrick Mahomes could eventually be the best of all time if he won five. I don't necessarily think he has to get to seven or eight because even in football, that progression doesn't always work. Like, Terry Bradshaw and Joe Montana are both 4-0 in the Super Bowl. Nobody thinks that's particularly close. Right. There are people who still think Johnny Unitas is better than Joe Montana. He only won three. Peyton Manning only won two, and most people have him three, four, you know, somewhere in the conversation. So I still think you'd have to get to probably five. But I think five he, wins. Five wins. I think he can win five Super Bowls and make a compelling argument. I'm with you. I was watching ESPN either late last night, or early this morning. It runs together, and uh, they were talking about the interesting thing with him, which he won't have, is he won't have Andy Reid much longer. Yeah. So Tom Brady had the same head coach his whole career right. until he went to Tampa at forty whatever years old. He's not going to have that. He's going to have. Half of his career at least will be without uh, Andy Reid being his coach. Yeah, that's a that's a very interesting point. And especially now Eric Bieniemy is on the market. We talked about that yesterday. It felt like that was the way it was going to go when they were like, hey, we're figuring out what we're going to do with him. And it felt like he was not going to stay with the commanders. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, let's talk some Mavs 76ers. Mavs get the win. Plus, do any of these trade candidates do anything for the Mavs Nation. Let's talk about it live from Radio Row in Las Vegas on 105.3 The Fan. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Coming out of the timeout. Offensive rebound by Josh Green. Back up. Kyrie Irving on the money. You love to see it. You do love to see it. And the Mavericks are victorious as we are live out at Radio Row in Vegas. Thank you very much for all of you guys for rolling with us. You want to get involved in any of our conversations, 877-881-1053 on the truckwreck.com text line. Also want to hear from you on the YouTube and the Twitch. The Mavericks win, Kyrie's back, and there might be a trades a transpiring. Where do you guys want to start? Well, we'll start with Kyrie coming back because that's the only way sure. that they have a chance to win enough games to do something where you're yeah, okay I, with I the regular you. season. I, I mean, I'm inclined to agree with that. And he came back yesterday. He looked good. They won a game that, look, 
I, I realize Embiid's not playing, and they've struggled right. without him. And then I realized that Tyrese Maxey got in some early foul trouble. And so there were things working to their benefit. But this is a Mavericks team that has been struggling, so I thought it was a big win. They had if, – if you're rooting for the Mavs to make the real playoffs, they had Which to top win that six, game. right? Right. And then they're in the eighth spot right now. They're a game up on the Lakers – and they're two games back of the Pelicans for the seven spot. I guess they're two games back of Sacramento, or sorry, of Phoenix for the six spot to make the real playoff. So, to me, the seven through ten is not the playoffs. Like I, I get people say you made the playoffs now if you have the tenth best record, if you're the the nineteenth best team right. in the NBA out of thirty teams, but that's not the real playoffs to me. Yeah, I. I, I... I understand what you're saying. The real playoffs start after that. It's like the play-in game in the in college basketball. Yeah. Like nobody, nobody's yeah. adding that. Nobody's getting upset if you didn't get that one right. Yeah. But I think like for the factor of like whenever we talk about our old Mavs that won it in eleven, they they knew that they had to be one of the top three teams, top four teams. They felt like they needed to be in that category not only during the regular season to prove like to learn about uh, their opponents and how they respond and what they can what they can learn from that but they also wanted that home court advantage that that was a real thing for them so yeah man to the, I would love to see the Mavericks kind of fully realize this team fully realize that that's important that it, that has its importance as well but I also wonder if they're talented enough to actually, if they're really talented enough to be there I don't think so. And I think I think they have some good players that can get very exhausted by playoff time if they doing the, what they're doing. Now, if you're adding to that talent level, I thought we were going to end up talking about Kyle Kuzma and Andrew Wiggins because both of those are players that if they get moved, the Mavericks are the favorites to grab okay. them in their individuals. But what took precedent yesterday was Mark Stein, who we've talked about this before, is usually pretty plugged yes. in to the NBA in general, but specifically for the Mavericks. Yes. I, I don't want to I don't mean to dismiss. He's plugged into the NBA, but right. I mean like the Mavericks, it really feels like he knows what's up. And that's when the news popped up of the Bobby Portis Grant Williams swap. Now I do believe there would be more to it, but what do you think about it on the surface? That would be amazing. I'm not saying that would turn the Mavericks into a championship contender, but I would say that would give you a real chance to compete in the playoffs. Right now, this is not a competitive team in the playoffs. If if you're playing a team that you know, if they go 1-10 from the three-point line in a quarter, you're up by close to 20 yeah, points. Like, yeah. literally, they can't stop you. So, you know, hey, look, they're a good offensive team, the Dallas Mavericks. If we slow them down offensively, that's what Giannis said the other night. He's like, we knew if we started slowing them down, the game was over. They couldn't stop us. They don't have, they do not have the talent to stop NBA teams from scoring, but they do have the talent to possibly outshoot you in a game. So to me, Bobby Portis all of a sudden would add rebounding, toughness. That's the biggest part. Uh, he would help out with Derek Lively Jr., especially playoff yes. time. Like it's. Kobe was one of the greatest high school players ever, and he was shooting air balls left and right against the Utah Jazz in the playoffs. It's not easy to be a teenager in the playoffs in that environment. So you'd have Bobby Portis to be like, either he starts or not, I don't care. But you'd say, hey, we have a guy that we really feel like can play 30 minutes at the center position. Well, and, and to add on to not just the playoffs, but get finishing out the regular season physically uh, for Derek Lively and, and him, like allow him to have those minutes taken care of. And I think when this Mavs team was being built last year, they were like, 
look, we're not going to be a center team. That's just not going to be how, how we're going to be. We're going to be shooting three guards. We're going to be three and D guys. And they went with Grant Williams. They went with a couple other guys. Derek Lively shows he can do something. Exum shows he can do something. They're like, maybe Williams isn't the option we need. We d- and they're starting to see and realize we need something next to Lively. Well, and how, in- him. how interesting would that be that finally you had multiple front court players that you felt really good about on the boards? Yeah. Like, that's something that I've been waiting for for a really long time. And I, and I will give you props, Mike, going back, you know, how many every year, like eight years ago yeah, like or the, however long it was. 2015 draft. Yeah. So I just looked at Bobby Portis and said, this would be the dream if he fell all the way to about 20 was where the Mavericks he, were picking. And he did. Yeah. And the Mavericks took uh, Rick Carlisle's guy from Virginia, Justin Anderson, who couldn't shoot to save guy. his life. You know, like He's a 3 and D guy who can't shoot. I'm like, it seems like a major part of being a 3 and D guy is being able to shoot the basketball. And that was pre-Luca, too. Like, that was like, yes. That was still, you still thought you had a chance with not Dirk being a superstar, but you thought you had a chance to compete in the playoffs at that point. But And Bobby Portis has carved out a pretty consistent niche in terms of he doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he's he's solid yeah. at it. But he'll score more inside the line, and he can get you rebounds because he is physical. Yeah. And that, like, rebounds, physical, rebounds, physical. If you're talking about, like, if you built your word cloud of Mavericks needs, I feel like those would be pretty darn giant in the Yeah, middle. rebound's going to be the big one. Yeah. Right there, there. There's a chance. I, I know this is probably too high of a number. There's a chance if you made the real playoffs that you're going to get 80 points every game from Luka and Kyrie combined. Like, I know that's probably too high of a number, but that means if you're a really good team, you only need to score about 35 more points from your team. But what you do need around Luka and Kyrie, Kyrie's limited because of size. Luka's limited because he seems to not – he's engaging better this year, but he's not yeah. totally engaged on the defensive end. You need three guys on the court that are super engaged defensively and have the talent and ability to to make it difficult on the other team. Can can we dive a little deeper on the mm, not the goon, but the protective nature of of Luca? Like who right now? <laughs> who is protecting Luca and or Kyrie? Well, I'll just say for the record, Bobby Portis will take out anybody. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like I've seen it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Against yeah, you, I've seen it before. So that's what I'm, I'm kind of curious. Like, who is – there's not a person doing that right now. It's Luka kind of has to protect himself. Right now, the NBA looks at the Mavericks as a very good offensive team and the softest team in the NBA. And they know that they can do whatever they want whenever they want. I'm not saying they're beating up Luka, but what they know is we can go attack the, the boards and we're not going to be taken advantage of. We can do whatever we want, and they're going to allow it. Mm-hmm. With Bobby Portis, you would at least have somebody who would say, no, this isn't allowed anymore. And, and then Derek Lively would actually learn from seeing somebody, and Derek Lively's having a great year. I'm not taking a shot at him, but he doesn't have anybody to learn from. You're not going to learn anything about on-court stuff from Dwight Powell. He can't play in this league. You can learn off-court stuff and how to prepare for a game and everything, but you're not going to learn a lot of on-court stuff from the big guys that Derek Lively's around. And we had several people asking what else would be involved in this deal, and that was one of the things that Mark Stein noted. We receive first-round picks. Uh, no, oh. you're not going to like this then. But when Sean and RJ were talking, they were saying a lot of Milwaukee people were like, yeah, I don't really like that. So Mark Stein said that Milwaukee would be hesitant 
because they would want another player or picks. Well, look, I, I would be willing to listen to either one of those, especially if it's a player that I'm willing to move on from. But odds are it might be a player that would hurt at least just a little bit. And then I don't know if the picks are you want your second rounder in 2027 because we don't have a lot of ammunition. Right. Well, then let's I, see what we can do. I honestly do. do not want to trade a first-round pick for Bobby Portis. I can to be see honest, that. But I will trade a, a, a pick that we took in the first round. If it's Grant Williams and Omax Prosper, I would do it. Yeah. So you are giving them, I believe, the 23rd, 21st. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, drawing a blank. Yeah. He's right around early 20s. I would do that. I would trade Omax Prosper and say, look, we're not giving you a future first, but we will give you our 2023 first round pick that we had we're obviously not trading Derek lively so and in a weird way i don't know how that would work in that i mean help me out here bobby Portis is still with milwaukee right? okay yeah. that's the question like i was about to ask like what Why? is milwaukee doing like I, they don't need they're just trying to offload they need him? a championship they have a bunch of guys that at that spot that he can't get any minutes so i Doc think rivers hates him well i would not say that i i think the idea is they're hoping to get the defensive acumen that maybe you saw earlier in the Celtics run because like in the last year you look at the back half of last season and then a lot of the first half of this season you've seen some struggles and that's why he eventually moved his way out of the rotation in Boston injuries played a part in that as well so I think Milwaukee would be looking at it from a a defensive point of view okay all right I'm I am still trying to just guessing on that it's weird it's weird because they're looking at it as a at a defensive point of view and we're looking at it as we're getting a better defender. And, well, but maybe their guards their guards are not as good defensively. And, and I was going to say, also, but Bobby Portis, I, like, I guess I think of Bobby Portis more as a rebounder than a like excellent interior defender. Yeah, okay. And maybe they're like, hey, we can pick up a Grant Williams that you have to project some, and that's why other stuff would be attached to it, could be a good perimeter defender that that's yeah. that's what i'm guessing I'm, I'm looking at their team against the mavericks the other night by the way portis had 12 <laughs> points and 10 rebounds yeah, um, in that All game day. they do play in this game they did play cameron Payne 10 minutes at backup point guard but we're not I, I don't know how we help them there if they're like look you know what we really want instead of uh portis who did play 31 minutes that night is we want better guard play, but we don't really have that to give them. You know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. extra player, like, okay, we give you Grant Williams. He picks up 20 minutes on the wing, but you shit, think, Hardy's not a point guard. Right. And then we don't really have another That's person. why I think that might be more interested in assets, and they're like, we'll take poor yeah. man's Drew Holiday and see what we can do with him. I, I, yeah. I don't know. That, that, that would be my guess about how this deal would potentially work. So maybe another day... Like I said, betting odds are betting odds. It doesn't mean that's the way it's going to play out, but Andrew Wiggins and Kyle Kuzma, both the Mavericks are the favorites to win, uh, to get both of those players. So What's amazing is it's over, right? The end of this week, it's over. Yeah. This is your team, yeah. and that's why I just look at this team. I've seen them play enough to know that this is not a good team. It's an okay team. It's an average NBA team that usually plays in the play-in round and maybe gets out of that and then – they would just get hammered by a one or two seed in the playoffs. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live at Radio Row in Las Vegas. By the way, thank you very much to the Low T Center for helping us get here, as well as Best Buy Windows and Siding. I can sing that next time if you prefer. Best Buy Windows, windows and Siding. And I Coming up next. 
It's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bashek. Could Wyatt Lankford lead the majors in doubles this year? Mm-hmm. MLB thinks so. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Next. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. We're live from Vegas Radio Row right here on 105.3 The Fan, but fear not. You still get your baseball nuggets with Mike Bash. All right, baseball nuggets brought to you by Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, and Scenic Views. Now, this was amazing when I saw this. I honestly could not believe it. But from MLB.com, they're trying to project out statistic leaders of 2024. So, you know, they go to a lot of what you'd consider your basic stats. Ronald Acuna Jr., has 43 home runs. They believe that that would, uh, I guess, lead the league in homers. That seems a little bit low. Right. But as you go down, and, I mean, here's nice. the tease, guys. They have Wyatt Lankford is leading the major leagues in doubles this year. And they put Lankford question mark, Lankford exclamation point. Oh. There's been a lot of discourse regarding the potential for the 2023 number one overall draft selection. Paul Skeens, the LSU pitcher who consistently throws the ball 100 miles an hour and they believe that he will be taking the mound for the Pirates uh, in their rotation to start the year 
It says, but Lankford, who was selected three picks behind him, could very well find himself on the opening day roster for the defending World Series champs if he has a strong spring. Now, I'll stop right there. We had this discussion yesterday. I feel like it's at, before yesterday, I feel like it was at 40-60 he makes the team out of spring training. But then I'm like, should I move it to 50-50? Because you're pretty confident. I'm 70-30 that he makes the team break in spring training. Where are you at right now before he even has a spring training at bat that he is on your opening day roster? 90-60, yeah, 150%. That's too many percent. I I mean, I'm pretty. You don't have 75-25. I just upped it because. (laughs) I'm pretty confident. Like My confidence level is probably around 85-90% that he's going to be there. It's going to be an interesting decision for them on how they do this with as long as you're healthy and you know you 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 need to be healthy as long as you're healthy with Carter, Leoti, Adolis, and Lankford and then I'll throw in Jankowski obviously he's your kind of best utility outfielder you know he's not a starter you know that he can fill in and do the job when guys need days off or a guy gets hurt Jankowski. And because of that, we're all pumped he's back. Yeah, I love that he's back. Yeah, he's but a great one-month fill-in if you need him to. It says here, uh, if he makes the roster, he could really lead the majors in a lot of major offensive categories like doubles. Considering he had 17 in just 44 games over four levels in the farm system last year, uh, culminating in a successful, albeit brief, stint in AAA that remarkable feat doesn't seem out of reach for the 22-year-old. Now, I went to Ronald Acuna Jr. Because last year, he had 73 stolen bases. If you've been watching Whoa. baseball for a while, in 2018, he was awesome as a rookie. Now, he didn't make the team opening day. Uh, he won Rookie of the Year that year in 111 games. So remember, he did not get close to 162. Nobody really plays 162 except Marcus sure. Simeon. But his rookie year at 20 years old, he had 26 doubles and 26 home runs. So if I add those up, I'm taking out triples, he had four. But if I take out those, if I just go doubles, homers, he had 52. If I give you an over-under, I know they just said 41 doubles. That's a... That's a bold prediction. If I said he has 52 combined homers and doubles, do you go over or under? We won the draft if, if that happens. That's true. I think I'm taking the under because I could see more like even 16 and 30 I think would be pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm probably taking the under. I'm only predicting 51. Okay. Uh, so, like, that's a... Uh, so you don't have a lot of faith. Yeah, but, you have more faith well, than and, I do. And an- another thing that we don't control in this conversation is how much playing time he gets. Yeah. And yeah. So, so that's try- trying to figure that, because I can't guarantee he's going to be a starter every day. So they, it feels like they must know a little something that I don't. But but if he if he is as good as advertised, and, Mike, there are two questions I have here. All right. One is what you saw him do across all four of the minor league uh, leagues. Yes. How much does that translate to the pro league, and when, how long before they have a book on him? It, well, they don't have a book on him yet because it was only 44 games. And so that's the only reason. I'm not saying start him in the minor leagues. I'm not advocating start him in AAA. But there is a little bit of still an unknown in just 44 minor league games. He did get to play. The SEC is considered the best baseball conference in the United States. But it's just it's, 
in the United States, we don't have Latin players right. playing baseball. Like they're they're obviously playing in their countries, and then they get drafted somewhere or not drafted, signed somewhere between fifteen and nineteen years old. So there is you don't have that competition that you're going against in college baseball. That then all of a sudden you add all of those guys to the mix in your minor leagues. I look at Ronald Acuna Jr. because this is such high praise. I do think Wyatt Lankford has a lot of Ronald Acuna Jr. skills. If I was having to compare him to who he could be, I would say, you know what? He could be Ronald Acuna Jr. Because Acuna Jr. can play center field and right field, has the arm and the talent to play both of those positions. Now, I go real quick to Ronald Acuna Jr.'s first full season at 21 years old. He played in 156 games, so he was completely healthy. He had... Only 22 doubles. This is what the tough part is, is projecting 41 doubles. But he did have 41 home runs. So he went from, if you take the two categories, doubles and homers, 52 when he was 20 years old. The next year he finishes fifth in MVP voting, and he ends up having 63 doubles and home runs combined, only two triples. But I'm tr- I'm just – Where is he batting in the lineup? Lankford? Yeah. If, if I he's think if he's eight? on opening day roster, I would guess seven? Seven or eight. Okay. Wow. And that seems low. That seems low yeah. for a guy that can produce, that can drive the ball like now, that. Now, here's the other deal. He did steal. If I don't have Lankford's numbers pulled up, but I believe he stole 10 bases <laughs> in his 44 games, <laughs> too. Yeah. So if you project that out, you're saying, I think he can steal 30. Now, 73 stolen bases last year for Acuna with the new rules. That's a lot. I, the Rangers won't run that much. They just, they're a team. Bruce Bochy They had a team 78 that, total last year, I oh, think. 70, because you just looked it <laughs> yeah, up, Yeah, right? I think they had like 78 total. Or so something. if Wyatt Langford's on the team, I don't expect him to run much. So I, I do, I don't look at his stolen base numbers. I think he gets 20. Like if he's there all year, I think he'd get 20, but I don't think that they're going to want to run him a lot. So I'm just looking at this going, man, this is awesome. And Wyatt Lankford, I think, can be a Ronald Acuna Jr. player for the Texas Rangers. Oh, my god! But gosh. when I look at Acuna Jr., it's interesting when you look at doubles. And I'm just going to go down the list. I know this is just throwing out six numbers. But in his six years, remember, he, got, he blew out his knee one year. There was COVID one of these years, where it was only a 60-game season. 26, 22, 11 in the COVID year, 19 in a year where it looked like he was possibly going to be an MVP candidate but got uh, hurt. Then 24 on his kind of rehab year almost where it looked like, oh, no, is Acuna lost a lot because of the injury? And then last year he had 35. So if if you look at Wyatt Lankford, who I think a comparable would be Ronald Acuna Jr., he's never had 40 doubles in a year. Now he has had – 41 home runs in 2019 and 41 home runs last year. So if you do hit 40 doubles, you might only have 20 homers. And I'm not yeah. saying that's a negative, but only. but if he does, if he is if he is a league leader in doubles, I just look at it and go, did we get the next Ronald Acuña Jr.? If yeah. he has if he has over 50 extra base hits this year, we got the next Ronald Acuna Jr. Mm-hmm. Or the next Juan Gonzalez, if you want me to take it way back in the day. And they're a little bit different. Oh, my gosh. Juan didn't yeah. run a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, he came up as a skinnier guy and then got pretty big pretty quick. Hmm. Is I would look at it and say, 
Who's a comparable? I look at their you, bodies. You think he can hit like 300? You think he can be one of those guys, too, that's like hitting over 300 in that range, like Marcus Simeon it's type? So, you know, that's such a big number now. Mm-hmm. It used to not be a big number, but when league average is about 243, yes. hitting 60 points above league average is such a huge number. Because when I played, and I know, look, it was the steroid era, there was more offense. I think a, a a normal batting average was 265. If you looked at the league average, was about 265. So now it's come down 20 points from about 20 years ago. Is now I would say can he bat 280? I'd okay. say yes. Now if you ask me about Evan Carter, I would say I think he has a better chance of batting 300. One in a weird way. I think Evan Carter, and we saw this in his limited time, he can beat out some ground balls if he hits the ball soft enough from the left side. That swing gives you that extra half second to get to first base that a right-hander has to finish his swing. His momentum obviously is going towards third base. He has to rotate his hips to then start running, where Evan Carter at times, if he's a little bit fooled, is already getting down that line pretty fast. The other thing that I don't know about Evan Carter is I don't know how much he bunts, and I'm not saying to bunt a lot, but that could be a trait where he could kind of drag bunt from that left side, and I don't think Lankford who I do think has the ability to hit 40 home runs in his prime. This is likely to be doing that. Is I don't think you're going to ever ask yeah. Wyatt Langford to drop down a bunt if he has the ability to hit 40 home runs. What but a luxury. Like What is, a luxury he, he might end up being because you were in that spot in the draft. I, I, and the thing is, is what protection you would have in your lineup. As long as Seager is healthy to start the year, you do have Seager, Simeon, Josh Young, who made an all-star team. Jonah Heim, who made an all-star team. I know Nate Lowe didn't have a great offensive year, but he won the Silver Slugger the year before at first base. Adolis Garcia, who's a two-time all-star in his short career so far. I know he's an older guy, but it's not been a long MLB career. So that's the great thing about Evan Carter's and Wyatt Langford's is if they were, let's just say, in Oakland system, you would just bat them second and third yeah. or first and second and be like, all right, good luck, guys. And then on the scouting report, you would look at Evan Carter and Wyatt Langford and go, hey, I know they're young. I know that they're this and that. But this is their offense. Are they built like the Dodgers a few years ago when Seager was young, upcoming, and you had Justin Turner who was an older Adolis-type guy who got in yeah. later and well, pitching was all older? Like, they just feel like they have a lot of young players a mixed in bit. with some really good veterans. I'm, I'm with you. I think of, I mean, I hate saying this, I do think a little bit of when Alex Bregman came up to the mm-hmm. Astros and they already had Altuve and Springer and Correa. And so now Altuve and Springer had to really come up as young guys with nothing around them. But then when they started adding Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker and all these guys, you're just like, Crap, who are these young guys? Like, I'm worried about Altuve and Correa and Springer, and now all these guys, Bregman's starting to hit the ball hard, and then they got this dude, Jordan Alvarez and Kyle Tucker doing something. Where the crap are these guys coming from? So that could be around Major League Baseball going, yeah, we know the Rangers are good, but, like, I'm wearing a full-count Carter T-shirt today. I bet 80% of the people around here don't even have a clue who Evan Carter is. And Ooh. I think do they have do you get to tell them Evan mm. Carter or do they have to guess off the shirt? Yeah, like who this is. Because if they have to guess off person? the shirt, I'm going That's higher. a bit we should walk around and yeah. ask people if they know. And I think that when the Rangers come to their town, there's a good chance this year that people are like, What the crap? I was worried about Simeon and Seeger and yeah. now this dude Carter and Lankford are killing us? Who are On these the guys? All the time. No wonder they won the World Series. <laughs> We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan. We're live at Radio Row in Las Vegas getting ready for the Super Bowl. So let's talk about some dang football, and we will get that going next as Mike 
we'll ask all the football questions right here on 105 Through the Fan. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.